You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post game podcast. Test, test, test. I'd love to sit down, but it looks like sperm is on this seat, Jerry. <laughs> I would pass on that unless it's your sperm. It's not my sperm. I don't leave sperm on seats around here, Jerry. I mean, what were you doing in here this morning? Oh, we're on the air. Sorry. Did we start already? Uh, yeah, I'll start here, Jerry. You okay. could do your normal uh, warm-up thing that you do because we're in a different studio. Are you going to edit this or no? Because if not, not, we'll just keep going. Okay, we'll just keep going now. Right, so we've started. This. We've started. Uh, oh. Boomer and uh, Mike Valenti are filming there. Uh, or or uh, I say filming. I think there is a video component to it. Uh, their podcast. They're recording. They're recording. It's a Jerry. show too. It's on the fan on Saturday morning. Yes, uh, it's a. I don't know what it's called. It's, I should, uh, I should it's know uh, that. the NFL with the Mike and Boomer. Boomer and with Mike. Boomer and the Mike. Boomer and Valenti. I is that what it call. is? Yeah, because I think Mike is a very common name, Jerry, and there's a lot of people named That's true. Mike. You're right. Uh, yeah. So we got to get in on one of these uh, shows. Yeah, I have ideas. I told you, I have ideas. All right. Um, what do I want to start with? Oh, yesterday, Jerry was. Uh, we went. I went out with my parents. They came to uh, visit me. For First my, of all, happy birthday for my birthday. Thank you, Jerry. Yep, yep. Fifty-three years old. Yeah. Does that feel? Does that sound weird to you? Feel weird? No, because it's an odd. I think probably fifty-five. Will fifty felt weird? Sixty uh, is okay. going to be a big one. I said to my parents as we sat down at uh, lunch. I said, uh, "I said oh, I'm another year to retirement," and they both looked at me like it was sad. Because it is. But I meant it in a happy way. No, it's there's nothing happy about <laughs> it. It's awful. Why? Retirement is terrible. I think people do retirement incorrectly. Like How if so? you do retirement right, like you set yourself like a a, a every day you kind of have a schedule. But it doesn't yes, I understand. You wake that. up. Here's like a thing, Jerry. I'm I gonna wake that. up, I'm gonna have some coffee, I'll probably go to the gym. Right. But you're missing the point. Yeah. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is when you get to retirement age, all it means is that you're in the final quarter of your life. That's true. And that here's Here's another sad reality of it. You're not going to be feeling better day to day. You decline. You don't improve. Right. Nothing good about it. Yeah, that part's not so great. Right. Especially since, like, as men get older. Not good. Prostate problems, Uh weaker. Urinary tract issues. Colon issues. Yes. Colon. Everything below the belt, which I am not interested in uh, dealing with. And you've been lucky. You haven't had the back troubles. I know you've got them from time to time Time with the sciatica. Yeah. But you don't have the persistent back issues that I have, although I've been good for a while. Man, it's rough when it gets there. It's not going to get better as I get older. It's going to get worse. 
Yeah, as I was telling you, like, you need to have a schedule when you retire. Absolutely. I, I, I have a schedule up until about 1030. And then what? And then what? Do and I then do. you fall back to this time of your life. Yeah, because I was like, hmm, I could uh, get up and have some coffee. I'll go to the gym. I'll walk my dog. And it's 1030. Yeah. Now what are you doing for the rest of the day? I, the things around the house probably paint. It's 400 square feet. Like, And I'm not, and it's amazing. I love your place. I think your place is great. It's small, though. So most of the projects will get done probably yeah. the first week of uh, retirement probably age. Probably you could be done in the first couple of weeks. Yes. Hmm. So I think you need to come up with, so that's where, why a lot of older men play golf. Right. Because it's a great hobby. It's exercise. And let's be honest, golf is like a job because you got to show up a half hour before your tee time. You probably have a half hour drive. Right. You play for four, four and a half hours and you got a half hour after that. Right. So if you think about it, that's six hours right there. Yeah. Now tomorrow, tomorrow, Jerry, we have a very long drive to uh, the Blue Point Brewery. Yeah, yeah. Do have you planned what you'll be listening to on your ride in? No, I have. I'm starting. You got to have a game plan. I'll have a game plan. It's it's ten it's ten oh nine on uh, Thursday. Okay, I think I'll be fine by two thirty tomorrow morning. Yeah. Uh, here's what I'm hoping that Joe Rogan puts out a long podcast <laughs> sometime today that I'm interested in. Well, yeah, because you got two hours each way and then going home might be two and a half. It might be three hours going home. It might be, but two hours in the morning. I'll enjoy. I like, uh, I like a dark ride in right. Smooth sailing. Jerry. Yes. Nice coffee. The ride home on a Friday, trying to get back home. I'm going to be miserable and Not screaming. Great. Um, yeah, so I've got to find a like a podcast or a. Well, I have one for you. What do you got? This one. I'm gonna listen to this one, Jerry. Why not download? These guys don't ever say anything. How about this? Download a couple from our first month. Oh, that would be fun to see do. what those are like. That would be kind of cool. That might be interesting. I listened to Joe Rogan had some like uh, some guy on that deals with like his. His uh, He doesn't have a background in food or nutrition. Okay. But his mother got Alzheimer's disease, and he went full-on researching Alzheimer's. Yeah, sure. Dementia, that sort of thing. and Which he, scares me to death, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. And he sort of found all these studies and correlations about food and okay. early onset of dementia and I'm Alzheimer's. So that's what he mainly was talking about. But... Uh, yeah, it started me thinking like we 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 do exhibit early. I know we do signs. I know we do because of the lack of sleep. Yes, and the weird hours we keep. Right, mm-hmm. but I wonder like that's the other thing I think about retirement. When I turn sixty and I retire, do do I snap right back into my full on brand? I'll be smarter and that's. What I don't stopping. know. Is does brain health improve with improved conditions? Or is the damage done? Right, like it's like the like I was talking about yesterday in the podcast when you when we were shown in school that a smoker's lung looks right. like this, and then you go, oh, but if you quit, it right. rejuvenates itself. I feel like the brain can rejuvenate itself. Did you learn anything listening to this guy in terms of what foods cause it and what don't? No, but I what I did learn, yeah, I guess I did learn from him. You know, similar things that I similar things that I've been seeing from other nutritionist people, which is that. The the main bad ingredients that sugar. W- well sugar is one, number two is seed oils. Oh really? Yeah. So like that's what the Bobby approved is always looking at seed oils. The the food babe is a, a big on no seed oils. One of those, the other doctors I'm following, and this guy said it too. 
it, you know, when you look at like ingredients, canola oil, vegetable oil, uh, there's something called odd name, rapeseed oil, sunflower Isn't it oil. Grapeseed? No, rapes. It starts with an R. It's rapeseed really? oil. Yeah. And if you look at ingredients in a lot of things, there that's what's in there: sugar and one of these cheaper oils. Yeah. And those are the things that are the hydrogenide. I know. Yeah, <laughs> that definitely. One. That's, that's bad. In cookies and yeah. yeah. It's like the only oil that you should have in your food is avocado oil or um, extra virgin olive oil, right. but it's expensive. Oh, very expensive. So you're not going to get it in. That's why people buy corn oil because it's cheap. Yeah. And then the, the then the, he talked about the um, importance of protein. Okay. Like very like important protein. animal meat protein? Animal protein. Specifically. Specifically animal protein. And then the other thing they talk about all these people, too, is like the fat-free stuff is not good. No, it's terrible. It's terrible. all chemicals, right? It's all chemicals, and then they jack up the sugar. But like dairy fat is, you're supposed to have some dairy fat, right? So people won't put um, whole milk in their coffee. They'll go skim milk, even even though you shouldn't. You should have the whole milk. You should have the whole milk. Yeah. The whole milk is better for you than the right. skim milk. Like this guy was talking about that he puts uh, heavy cream in his coffee. I don't even know what that is. Thick. So, but it's not like, cre- is it like, cre- and not, not like the, the worst thing you it's, put in your coffee is creamer. It's thicker than, creamer. it's thicker than whole milk. Yeah. But it's not like yogurt. <laughs> it's right. not that. But yeah, it's it's definitely a little heavier than, than regular milk. Sure. I've been having a black coffee. Okay. I like it. I don't mind it. I like, it's okay. But I think I might be using weaker, like I use a a light roast. Okay. And then I can drink it black. Yeah. I thought you put the coconut milk in. I did, but the problem is I ran out of it the other day. And I said, you know what? I'm going to drink it black. I'm going to drink it black. And I liked it. And then I was like, I'm going to try this. Are the black flavored coffees okay? With no creamer, no sugar, no nothing. No, those aren't good either. Is no good. Now, why? What do they put because in that? Because it's too? natural flavor, which is into the grinds fake flavor. Yeah, into the gr- into can't the even grinds. Drink that. No, you can't even drink that. Jesus Christ! Can't drink get, like, any salad. Can drink water. We just can't drink any flavor. You can't have anything fun, Jerry. Here's what it is. If I know you can't. Something, oh, but this is what I want to tell you. Yesterday, so yesterday I met my parents for lunch. Yes, I'm sorry. I had five pieces of pizza. I thought you were going to say beers. I had you one had beer. Five slices of pizza. Yeah. Did you like I real went crazy. slices of pizza? No, no. This was like um, the thin crust, smaller pizza. But I still had over a half of a pizza. Good for you. And a Rolling Rock beer. Where'd you go, Bertucci's? Uh, Vicks in Vicks. Bradley Beach. That sounds good. It was I nice. Like that. How are your parents doing? They're doing well. My father now, for the very first time ever, has grown a beard. Okay. In his late seventies. You can say you can start flying a plane. No. Growing a beard. Growing a beard. Right. He said one day he, he he was a shave every day guy. Yeah. He said then one day he was like, I'm not going to shave today. Because he's retired. Yeah. He's like, I'm not shaving. Right. And then another day he's like, I'm not, I don't feel like shaving again. Then he thought it would be funny to keep going until my mom or my sisters noticed. Right, right, right. And Which they noticed it. immediately, by yeah. the way. But now he likes it. So full-on beard. He's got a white beard. Wow. Yeah. See, that's the thing that I that why I won't do it. Because and I see it after three to two or three yeah. days, the white in my chin. Me too. Like, I get it oh in the chin. God. I kind of like it. I don't. It's a, a salt and pepper. They call it I a salt want, and pepper. You know what? I no. I don't want that. Is a goatee still in style? Yeah, Marco Belletti has one. 
He's not a stylish guy, Jerry. Don LaGreca. Also not stylish. Don's not stylish. Jim Rome still rocks the... Uh, Boy, he's stylish, is he not? I don't know. I feel like all these guys have gone with well, that do, look. How about this? You do you. If you want a goatee, have a damn goatee. If you want a mustache and look like a porno, a porno actor, get one of those. That I'm not going to do. Which, by the way, is not really much of an actor. It's just a sex fiend. Some of them are very good actors. Really? Which ones do you like? <laughs> well, like I feel like in the 90s, they were, you know, when Vivid Video was like the top of the line pornos. I don't know. They had a certain set of stars. Okay. All very attractive. And some of them were good actresses, Jerry. I do wonder. And actors. So my mom was home. Most of the time. She didn't start working until, I want to say I was in high school. At least a sob. Freshman or sophomore years when she started working again. Like, she was always home for the most part. And then when I went to high school, I always stayed after school for sports or something. I was very rare that I was home. I do wonder if I would have been like you with your friend, with the videos, like Easy Video or Video Plus or any of these places that we had, trying to sneak those into the house, there was never an opportunity. For you to sneak poor no, house? No, absolutely oh, yeah. not. Because there was nowhere to go. I didn't have a basement. So it wasn't like you could go hide down there and you could hear them coming down. Like, it was a very open hut. There was nowhere to go. There was nowhere to watch porn. No, there wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, We got. I got lucky because my friend Paul worked at the Dollar Video. All right, right. And uh, back then, even though it was computerized, we it, they would they would uh, in the back where all the actual videos were, because in the front it was just the empty boxes. Right. And you'd bring up the empty box, and then they would put the empty box in the slot where the video went and gave you the video. Right. Now we couldn't sneak out regular movies because someone might walk up to the counter and say, "Do you have Top Gun?" Right. And they look in the computer, yes, we do. Why is it not here? No one's saying, where's Big Titty Tuesdays? Correct. (laughs) Right. Correct. So we were able to take them. (laughs) That is hilarious. And my friend Paul used to get his in and out of his house by, he would bring a backpack, and then he'd sometimes say he was going up to uh, ShopRite to get some snacks, and he would stuff the the porno in there, in in the backpack, and bring it in. Hmm. You had to work back then, Jerry. No, Kids I, these days, they've got computers. No, nah, they got phones. And phones. Computers. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Forget the computers. Phones and computers. Absolutely. Tablets. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. We used to have to find porno in the woods. <laughs> That's funny. Or a dollar video. Or dollar. Well, you didn't have to find it. You just went and got it. We would even sometimes, dollar video had a television with a VCR attached to it in the back. Yeah. My well, friend Paul worked there. So when he closed? So, no, we would sometimes like... You wouldn't want to bring home a porno you weren't interested in. And you could never tell. Porn preview party. Yeah, so we'd pop it on and be like, yeah, this looks like it's filmed the way I like my pornography filmed. <laughs> I didn't know you had a special way. Oh, yeah, you, like, I like, used to, like the lighting. They were very well produced back in the day. You were like Siskel and Ebert of the yeah. porn industry. Yes, we were. <laughs> so we'd preview and go, you know what, this looks good enough. For, I'll take it. It's funny. And then if you got a particularly good one, you could... Go VCR to VCR and record. Well, who you would have two VCRs hooked up? Sometimes. Damn. Were your parents not around? Were you uh, like a... No, they were around. But how did... Time out. Your parents are around and they would see you hooking up two VCRs to do what exactly? They'd come downstairs. What are you doing? I'd be like, dubbing porns. No, you didn't say that. What did you say? 
I think I just they, they were. I would do stuff at night when they were sleeping. Oh, okay. Or at least the upstairs for the night. Got it. I had an isolated bedroom. Oh, you were downstairs. Yeah. After wow. my sister moved out. Oh, I. So this see. was a little later on in life. I no, wasn't I got you. As a very young kid. I understand. Yeah. Oh yeah, Jerry. I had a whole uh, Jerry. That's what got me ahead in the business. I knew how to dub V. Oh VH, yeah. VHS. That's tapes. how you got to the morning radio. Slot. Yes, I got here morning radios by being able to dub uh, the porno funny. tapes. Where those porno tapes are today, no idea. Where where do you keep them? I think I must have thrown them in a dumpster at some point. You think so? Yeah. I actually kind of remember throwing them in a dumpster in Florida. Did it make you sad? No. You were good at that point. Yeah. Although I don't know why I would have dumped them in Did Florida. Did your girlfriend find them? No. A girlfriend that's never found. Your porn stash? My porn stash. I don't have a porn stash now. You don't need one. You have your phone. Right. Every, right. That's what, Yeah. Or your iPad or whatever Kids you want. don't know the struggle of having to hide porn. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> it's a different time, Al. It's a different time, Jerry. It's a different time. Now it's crystal clear. It's on your phone. Now you had five slices of pizza. Yeah. Did you feel horrible after it? No. You like felt physically fine. did I? No, I felt fine. That's good. I guess but your I, body's... I felt like I was allowed to. You are allowed to. Right? I don't think... So... A friend of mine, Jeff, he's in security. Or actually, you probably know him. Security Jeff? Him. Oh, I know yeah. Jeff. I see his Facebook posts. Yes. So he was with The Rock at uh, a soccer game. I forget why he was there, but he was there for something. And he was the security detail. Yeah. Which, as he says, was hilarious because The Rock was double his size. Right. And it looked stupid like he was the security. Someone's attacking The Rock. Get the security guys. Right. Get the guy who's half his size out yes. of the way. Uh, which is what he said. So it was pretty fun. But he said he was given instructions. And one of the instructions was, whatever you do, you don't show him the weight room. Because when he sees a weight room, he's got to, quote unquote, test it out and get in a quirk, get in a quick workout in. Is that right? And also, um, don't lose sight of his backpack because his backpack has his meals and his phone will go off every whatever time, every 90 minutes for a certain snack. Of, and he was with him all day. He's and very it was detailed. Like, very regimented and he said they got to he said it was a very nice guy and they got to talking because he was very curious about it and he basically said monday through saturday i don't break from the diet at all and i work my ass off and i guzzle water sunday garbage disposal is that right yes and that's how he gets it out of his system that's how this one guy was watching on uh, instagram does it he's like is eating eggs only all week. All clean, yeah. And then Sunday he goes to, he'll have 30 donuts. Yeah, it seems excessive. But I get the point of Sunday, have whatever you want. Don't think yeah. about anything. But then Monday through Saturday, you are locked in. Some of the other things this guy was saying, these now that you, you reminded me, is egg whites, useless. You have to eat the whole egg. Oh, really? Yeah. For the protein. Uh, and all of the, like, all of the things in the egg yolk. Is is all of the vitamins and oh, no nutrients? Kidding. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, all right, it's interesting. Good to know. Yeah, not that I really do the egg white thing anymore. I do. I don't. I don't like the idea of eating a whole egg. I don't know why the yellow just turns me off. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. If you would you can you if I blindfolded you, and I made you scrambled eggs, and then I made you scrambled egg whites, would you be able to tell the difference eating them? Um, potentially. I think the bigger thing is if I'm going to toss out the yolk, yeah, it's going to take six eggs of egg whites, right, to make something that's going to be 
enough to feel like I ate something. I just feel I'm wasting money. And if you if you make the full eggs, how many eggs could you scramble to make a decent amount? If I'm just having so the one meal I do like would be three eggs with salsa. But if scrambled? I scrambled three scrambled eggs with salsa, or just three eggs, just make them, and then I would just eat that. Or I like two eggs with I would usually cut up like um, when we make meatball, we put uh, turkey meatballs in the oven and then we bag them. I will chop that up. I'll do two eggs with the turkey meat- meatball. Mixed in. Mixed in as an omelet, and then I'll sprinkle on some cheddar cheese. Love that. That's pretty good. Too. Or or the salsa instead of the cheese. I'm going to try to eat a full egg. You're going to try? Yeah, I'm going to scramble an egg. Okay. I'm going to try to get away from egg whites. Yeah, I mean, if, if there's more nutrition and the more important stuff is in the yolk, then by all means, you should eat the whole egg. Yeah. Definitely. Eggs are a funny thing because when they're made for me, and this sounds terrible, but when they're made for me, I love them, can't wait to eat them. I'm like, oh, I crack the egg. If I got to do it myself. Yeah, you got to crack the egg yourself, Jerry. This is easier to make peanut butter and jelly, which is terrible to say. The other thing I started thinking of listening to these guys was about like getting, if you have your own chickens, which Craig Carton somehow has chickens now. I know, yeah. They will, they lay an egg a day. Right. So if you have like, Three chickens. You're good. You have a three eggs every day. Correct. Right. And they're not fertilized eggs, so they're not going to turn into a chick if you don't eat them. Those are the eggs we buy, correct? Yeah. Right. I don't know. I said to Craig, I go, what do you do with chickens in the winter? He goes, they just stay outside. They stay outside with... In ne- extreme temperatures, huh? I guess so. Hmm. And Joe Rogan was talking about that he used to have chickens, but the... Uh, he had coyotes in his area. They would one Eat day, them. one day, destroy bloodbath. Oh boy, all his chickens. Oh, that's horrible. You gotta take care of your chickens, especially if you get like right. You grow get connected close to, to a them. chicken, right? That's horrible. Hmm, sorry to hear that. I mean, that, how natural? Think about this: if you just have a regular yard, yeah, you got three chickens and a vegetable garden. You could survive forever, right? Yeah, you got your, your protein. Chi- you got your greens, right? Yeah. Although I guess in the winter you can't grow anything out there. No, but that's where you have to stockpile and freeze, I would guess, right? Oh, okay. So you're saying in the summer you're pumping out a lot of tomatoes, a lot of uh, peppers. Because I think you can freeze peppers and stuff like that, right? The eggs, I don't know what to tell you about. That would be a a bit of a problem. I don't know the answer to that. You uh, buy a lot of beef jerky. You bring your chickens down to your basement in the winter. You could do that if you wanted to have the chickens in the house. You could definitely could do that. There was someone in Gina's town that that used to have a uh, chickens and a rooster, and a the rooster? rooster would crow all over town at sun. You know when the sun comes up. That sounds terrible. Oh yes, Jerry. What'd they do with it? I don't know. Eat the rooster? Maybe they ate the rooster. No. I really. God, I wish I could become a vegetarian. I really do. No, you're not supposed to. That's what these guys. Are I saying. know what you're not supposed to do. What you I'm saying, eat. I wish I could. You have to. But why eat. though? You just told me if I get if I eat the eggs, it's the most important thing. You just told me I could survive you on could. eggs and and. But, but you should also have some some beef. And, and yeah, I don't really. Fish. I don't like it though. Beef? No, like steak. Yeah, steak. No steak. I, no, I don't. I don't eat. Is steak. that right? Mm-mm. Burgers. Burgers, I like. All right. That's why I didn't say beef. But when you say beef, you like I think steaks. Okay. So yeah. All right, Jerry, uh, it's my birthday, so I'm going to go home. Happy birthday. Enjoy yourself. We'll see you, uh, oh, tomorrow live from Blue Point Brewery. That's tomorrow. You better come down. Better make sure I don't show up here. Because if Jerry and I are driving really far to get here, to get there, 
You better be there. If I'm here at 5 a.m., yeah. can I blame it on what we talked about today? Dementia? Having, having some moments. Poten- potentially, sure. Just kind of forgot. Oh, absolutely. My sure. brain took me here, and I realized oh, it's too yeah. late to get out there. Yes. Hmm. All right, I'll see you either here or there. Good enough, Jerry. <laughs> it's a plan. See Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We all know baseball is a long season. I'm Brett Boone from the Brett Boone Podcast. This summer, take a trip down memory lane with me and hear from the legends of the game. So far this year, I've had conversations with Randy Johnson, Pete Rose, Deion Sanders. Plus, every week we look at the state of Major League Baseball, which teams are exceeding expectations, which ones are struggling to meet them. Follow and listen to the Brett Boone Podcast on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Go for it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, let's do this. It's Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. We had an Aaron Judge-free home run night. The Eddie Scuzzeri, hello, went across for me. His name is Al Oswaldo Dukes. What's up? Good morning, Cherry. Yeah, I was got to tell you, I watched the Yankees and uh, very disappointed in Aaron Judge. Uh, <laughs> he did hit a couple of uh, nice I shots. I guess, <laughs> Jerry, but uh, come on. First of all... Yeah, he had a double. Was such two a dis- doubles. I say, what a disappointing doubles those those were. <laughs> like I was like, ah, oh. guy goes two for four, like scrub. Yeah, and I actually <laughs> forgot until I was rewatching like the highlights today, and I was listening to the broadcasters. They're like, you know, oh, you know, the doubles. You know, people want a home run, but uh, look, uh, he's just still going for the triple crown. Absolutely. I was like, oh, right, yeah. right, right, right. It's a big deal, too. Yeah, no, that's a very big deal. But that is funny that you had the same reaction I did. Oh, you didn't? it didn't go over the fence? <laughs> and, and he, like, smoked the ball the he first day. You know, I don't remember the second one. The first one, I remember him, like, great. Yeah, the second one was, like, one hop to the fence, too. Yeah. So, good for him. Two good for, for four, not bad. But it is funny. How if you wake up and you didn't see any of the game and you see 14 to 2, well, he had a home run. Right, He might have hit three home runs. Right. He didn't. Instead, you got five RBIs apiece from uh, Cabrera and from Torres. Right. Pretty good. Cabrera hit the grand slam in the first inning. Yes. Putting then, that game out of reach immediately. And then Glaber homers twice in the eighth inning. Twice in the that's eighth inning. That's kind of cool. Uh, uh, that's a bigger feat than uh, that was the biggest feat of the night. How I was going to say, how many times do you think a major leaguer is at two home runs in an inning? I'm going to say it's happened in the history, Jerry. Yeah. 17 times. 
Maybe. I, I don't know. I, I would think a little more than that. But They probably counted those Babe Ruth ground ball home runs. As- <laughs> Just Google it. 59 Google it. times. 59? Yeah. Does it have the same? Not a big number, though. No. In the history of baseball, Jerry, baseball's been around since the 1500s. Yeah. Uh, well, a little, little later than that, but I get your point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When's the last time it happened? Do you have Glaber that? Torres did it last night. <laughs> Jerry, I mean before Glaber Torres did it. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. I um, thought you had the info in front of you. No, time. I just had the number. It oh, said okay. that he was the 59th player to do it. Oh, cool. Uh, I'm sure I can get a list of that. Here we go. Here's the list. Uh, let's see here. So, well, this goes back to the problem with this is this goes back to 2019. So I don't know. Edwin Encarnacion. All right. Uh, see, at this point, it was 56 players to have done it. So it's happened. Oh, so he was know. 59. So two others have done it since this article was written. Let me ask you this, Jerry. Do you have a list of the players there? The ones previous? Uh, I have a, yeah, there's a bunch of them right here. Yeah. Can I, can I just throw one name out there and see if he's on the list? Yeah. Claudel Washington. He is not on the list. What? Well, hold on. Hold on. I didn't go far enough. Wait, wait, wait. I'm team Claudel Washington. I got to go back to the eighties and yeah, you got to go back to the eighties. Uh, I'll tell you what though. When baseball there are some ass. great names on this yeah, list. Give me some. I uh, Claudel Washington names. is not one. What? He is not one. Uh, all right, I'll give you some names that will make you uh, excited. Give me some 1980s players that have hit two July 27, 1989, Dale Murphy. Oh, of course, Dale Murphy. Here's another good one. Great one. May 13th, 1980. Ooh. Ray Knight. <laughs> nice. For the Reds, probably. Yes, that's exactly right. Um, you, I'll give you another one. You, you, you told me Dave Kingman on, ain't on that list, Jerry? No, he's not. Well, what? I don't know yet. I'm only in the oh, 80s okay. for you. 80s, yeah. Uh, June 11th, 1985, Vaughn Hayes. Nice. Remember him? I Phillies. hated him, yes. Uh, September 24th, 1985, Andre Dawson. Wow. That's another good name. Expos now, this, or uh, Cubs in 85? Uh, Expos. Okay. Um, blah, blah, blah. The Hawk. Ellis Burks in 1990 for the Red Sox. And then, so when you go from Rain Knight in 80, you got Andre Dawson did it in 78 as well. So he did it twice. Yeah. How about that? Uh, they got Willie McCovey in 1977. Who knows? Uh, so who are you asking about? Ray? No, Ray. Uh, uh, Dave Kingman. Dave Kingman is not on this list. Well, that's. Joe DiMaggio did it. So the first person, this is amazing. They actually have this. Who wrote this down that yeah, they saved it? Evan Roberts type people. He might have. Charlie Jones is the first to have done it June 10th, 1880. Did it for the Red Stockings. It is amazing that baseball in all these years collected all of these statistics. What's going to say? I mean, what do you really we think? I guess I want to see the video. Like, <laughs> Charlie Jones just did what? Let's write that down in case uh, someone else does it. And what do we call these things? Home runs? Home runs. Exactly. And then Bobby Lowe for the Bean Eaters. The Bean Eaters. In 1894. So how about this? You went from 1880 to 1894. No one did it. And then in 1894... Bobby Lowe of the Bean Eaters did it, and then Jake Stencil of the Pirates did it in the same year. See, we should be celebrating uh, Glaber Torres today, but uh, he's being overshadowed by Aaron Judge not hitting a home run and that clown reliever walking him in the yeah, in his last at-bat. I don't know that he gets over. So I will tell you, for me, I will lead with Glaber and, uh, what's his name, Oswaldo Cabrera. Yes. And then I'll get to Judge. Clearly, if you're not leading with Judge, you didn't hit the home run. Right. So you're right, maybe a little bit overshadowed, but at the end of the day, those two had big nights. Yeah, huge nights, and the Yankees won 14-2. to two. That was a, a beatdown. I didn't see the at-bat. I know he walked on four pitches. Was he close on any of them? 
Uh, I don't believe so. I didn't. They. I didn't see the app bad either. The freaking highlight package didn't have it. All right, I will. I will check that out as we go. Eddie, just but pull the, my fader down, please. But the way I was reading the articles and the recaps, it seemed as though they were not even close. All right, so I'm. I will check that as we go, and then I'm going to give you an update before we even break. How and about he that? got booed. Gary, it was one of those unintentional, intentional walks. You saw all four pitches. Uh, or did you yes. see all four? Well, I think I did see all four. You think you would know if you actually saw? Oh, it. he saw it. Well, I was kind of doing other stuff. I was, I was uh, watching Sports Center, so they but they showed could. all four. I'm pretty sure they did. Okay. Oh, Michael K was so excited every time Aaron Judge got up because they would do the looking, like he said, from MLB. Yes, so he'd do a big and he welcomed the audience in. I felt more like he wasn't welcoming the audience in. He was just saying, "Look at me." <laughs> No, no, no. He's going like this. No, 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 no. Oh, uh, America's (laughs) watching. My name is Michael Kay. No, I'm I'm guarantee you he was instructed to do that. He also gave props to everybody who was there. You know what I mean? Like he didn't just introduce everybody, but he introduced everybody. Yeah. You know what's funny about that? The other night, I I don't know. Was it? What's today? Today's Thursday. So maybe it was Tuesday night's game. I don't know. So they got O'Neill is still home. Paul O'Neill. Yes. David Cohn's in, in, in the booth with Kay. And it was so funny how at one point O'Neill was asking them questions about like past World Series or games that were met with just silence. <laughs> and all I could think of is he's sitting there in his home in Cincinnati. And it was like, yeah, and, and they won that World Series that year. Is that right, guys? And all I could think of is Kay and Cohn looking at each other with their mics, you know, not talking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just someone on that, please. <laughs> or like. Making a signal to each other, don't answer him. Right, because they weren't sure. Well, yeah, leave him, hang him out to dry. Let him just hang there. Let him think he's been disconnected. You could certainly do that, too, which is actually pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, so this guy, Eric Stout, uh, he's the uh, Pirates reliever that uh, walked uh, Judge. So this would have been in the bottom of the eighth inning. And people booed Right, him. not the ninth inning. It would have been the eighth Yeah, inning. bottom of the eighth. All right, so I'm people going. People booed him. A boo. Yeah, understood. I will check it. I'm on it. All right, so here we go. So anyway, what else you got? You booed. You get booed. <laughs> you booed. Uh, you what else? Oh, the Mets. The Mets. You know, the Mets had the afternoon game. They lose six nothing. It was a disappointing game. They only got four hits. Then Brandon Nimmo is uh, got a strained left quad, which Correct. he was grabbing on his way out of the game. Right. So, what's a strained quad normally cost you? How many uh, days? Dep- I- I don't know. I mean, it depends on the severity. If it's not that big a deal, he's got today off. They travel to Oakland. He's got most of tomorrow. Could he be in there tomorrow night? Maybe. I mean, it's it's certainly possible. I don't. I don't know though. To be quite honest with you, what do you do for a quad, Jerry? Stretch that quad out. Put some heat. Put some ice on it. My guess is you rest. Put them in a uh, what are those really? The, a sauna. You could have. You could do that. You could have some. You know, icy hot. Yeah, icy hot. What that if you? Works. What if you did that thing where people go? Do a cold dive, like you go right into like 30, 34 degree water. Right. Then into the sauna, then back into the cold water, then back into the sauna. That'll probably do it. Yeah, I suppose it might. Now, here's one thing I do know if it's Jeff McNeely's out there playing. Jeff McNeil was, he was hampered by an injury too yesterday. That dude just keeps going. Not only that, one of the Brewers, I think on the Brewers, the Brewers hit a grand slam. Yes. I think on that grand Russo, slam, Jeff McNeil went all the way up the wall to try to grab it and then fell flat down onto the <laughs> ground. <laughs> I do. I, he is he's a fun player to watch. He'll play anywhere you want. He'll, you know, his body doesn't care. He'll do whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, that was uh, 
Here's the here's why it wasn't horribly disappointing yesterday. Clearly because the Braves lost, um, and now you go to Oakland where you sh- they did well. If, if again you play the if I told you they go two out of three in, in Milwaukee, you're happy with it because you probably would have assumed. And I heard even Sal say this: you had to have assumed Atlanta was going to sweep Washington, and they don't. So you kind of got away with one yesterday. Now go win all three games in Oakland. Uh, they're off tonight, so the Oakland series starts uh, tomorrow night. Isn't it bizarre though? Every time a team usually plays on the West Coast, it's a 7 to 11-day trip, somewhere in between. I'm pretty sure they're back home. Yeah, it was a weird one. In fact, when I first saw the schedule, I thought I was looking at it incorrectly. Wrong. Yeah, because I was like, it's late in the season. Yes. They're going to the West Coast to For play the For one A's. weekend. I said to my son, because I said yesterday, I'm like, hey, you want to go, I think Saturday night we could probably do, if you want to go to the uh, Mets-A's game. And he goes, that's awesome. He goes, but you want to fly out there for a don't you have to work Monday? <laughs> Let's do it, Dad. Like, what? Like, they're not home this weekend? He goes, no. I'm like, well, then who are they playing next week then? The Angels or something? He goes, no, they're home. Like, I've never, I don't, I don't remember ever seeing that. That's weird. Len is weird, wild stuff. It is. Yes, it is. Very strange. Uh, Yankees, the Red Sox come to uh, Yankee Stadium. Oh, Judge, you got to do it against the Red Sox, Jerry. That'd be awesome. We will see if he does. Now, something else that happened last night in the Met game is uh, the Mets got beaned three times. Three times. Mark Canna twice. Mark Canna, who wasn't even in the game, he came in for the injured Nimmo. And then gets hit twice. Gets plunked twice. And then uh, uh, Luis Guillorme. Guillorme. Got hit in the foot. Yeah. Breaking the major league record for most uh, times a team has been hit in the season, 106. And I even saw that uh, uh, Buck Showalter kept the ball. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah. That's yeah, he funny. asked for it. He went like this, like when somebody gets their first hit, he asked for the ball. Yeah, he asked for the ball for That's the 106th funny. plunking. That's a record ball. <laughs> it's so weird. Like when, when Canna got hit the first time, <clears throat> they go, That's Mark Canna's 23rd time getting hit. That is so absurdly high to me. Yeah. I can't fathom getting hit. And I know Don Baylor got hit like 52 times one year. Right. But he was a big. Didn't Ron Hunt? Get, get hit a lot? Yeah, I think it was Ron Hunt and uh, Don Bailey. Yeah. But, like, I feel like Mark Canna doesn't play every day, right? He is not an everyday uh, player. Every day, no, but a lot. A lot. But not every day, you're right. But to be plunked 23 times? Yeah, that kind of I would sucks. think, like, if I was a Major League Baseball player, I would expect to get hit with a pitch maybe three times a year. Maybe. Yeah, that sounds about right. Getting plunked, anybody else like getting plunked, three Mets got hit. And Pete Alonso got hit in the face twice. <laughs> I mean, not unbelievable. No, 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 not last night, but right? I mean, right. Francisco Lindor on the side of the face. Thank God for, thank goodness for that uh, chin guard. And like last night, the Mets getting hit three times. It wasn't like they were trying to back the Mets off the plate. The Mets had four hits the entire game. Yeah. Wow. Look at that. Oh, my Lord. Wow. UFC bloodied, uh, a bloodied woman, Jerry. Uh, bloodied? Yes. Almost She's wearing murdered. a crimson my mask. Lord. Uh, I just watched the uh, judge at bat. I disagree. I don't think that was unintentional, intentional really? walk at all. No. So he wasn't. He, listen, he I'll wasn't going to groove in a pitch. He wasn't going to groove a pitch. He did. Now, everybody, you know, it's so funny because judge hits a home run, and on Twitter, all you see is, why do these guys keep pitching to him? Well, why not? I mean, in a case like this, it's 11-2, whatever. His second pitch is a really good curveball that he just doesn't bite on. That starts waist high and dives down. It would have been real. And the the third ball was just off the outside corner. Here's what he didn't do. He didn't say, here's a fastball down the middle. 
And judges just he just laid off. And ball four, he clearly wanted no part of him at that point. Well, you're not going to give him a 3-0 groover. No. But I thought the first three pitches, two of them are just off the edge. And the second one was a pretty good curveball, actually, that he didn't bite on. It's weird watching judge every judge at bat now if he takes a strike right down the middle. I'm like, what? I is, agree. Swing the bat. I, <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> it is funny, though, with pitching. Like when you've got a guy who's in a groove and he throws one in the dirt and the guy swings at it and you get him out, it's like, man, what a pitch. Then you get a guy that throws that same pitch and it walks a guy because he didn't bite him. But this guy sucks. Yeah, get him out of here. It's, it's actually pretty funny. But all right, let's take a break. It's 5 16. When we come back, more on Aaron Judge. I don't know. Uh, a little bit more on the Mets. We got football. We got uh, Kenny Galladay's upset. And we got congestion pricing. We'll get into that as well. It's Alan Jerry until Boomer and Geo at six on the fan. I see what you're doing here. This is what's called a radio tease. 25 after 5, Alan Jerry in. Till 6 o'clock, Billy Corgan in studio this morning around 8.30, correct? 8.30-ish. Smashing Pumpkins playing tonight. That's kind of cool. Oh, yeah. It's an Odyssey exclusive. I would have. I really would have gone to that if, it, if we weren't in Blue Point tomorrow. It's too much. That would have been kind of cool. But I can't go. I'd have gone to a Jerry if I don't wake up at 2 a.m. And if it was a Saturday and if he was actually playing at the Stone Pony. That would be awesome. <laughs> Other than that? that, you're out. How do I get that to happen, Jerry? <laughs> well, see him today. See if he wants to go play this weekend. Billy, you want to come down to my Bradley Beach condo and play on my deck? Okay, that sounded weird. <laughs> uh, and they're playing with who? Not sure. You wrote it in the show sheet. Oh, they're doing a tour with uh, Jane's Addiction. That's right. That's but right. I don't I know if Jane's Addiction's playing. I think no, 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 no. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying in general, they're touring right they now. They will be touring, yeah. That's cool. That's right. Is, I don't even know. Is Jane's Addiction what they were, or is this like a new version of Jane's Addiction? Uh, Perry Farrell is still the main guy, okay. so that, that's all that matters, Jerry. No, well, don't, Perry Farrell. Don't, listen, don't discount what the other guys have done through the years, but Actually, I, I was, know what you're saying. It was Perry Farrell and the guitarist uh, Dave Navarro who played with uh, Chili Peppers. Yes, he did. Or, no, I don't know if Dave Navarro is still involved. Where is he these days? I don't know. I don't know. All right. Kenny Galladay is... Uh, not happy, Jerry, no, that he's, he's not. Uh, not getting a lot of playing time. He uh, uh, talked to the press yesterday about it. Uh, he said, quote, I should be playing regardless, regardless of what. I'm not sure. I did not know what he meant by that when he goes, I should be playing regardless. Uh, well, I think because of the question. Was the question. Uh, the question was about something about the, is your, are you not like practicing hard enough or I something can, like that, right? I will give it to you if you'd like. Oh, you will? I, well, I think context here is a good thing. It is a good thing because I was very confused by reading the quotes, and I even read him twice, Jerry, just to make sure I wasn't being stupid. Uh, I think, is it this one? Hold I on. I think it's going to probably be a little nope. different. The GM, head coach, nope. we're not going to get into all that nope. right now. If you're on the field every day and other people aren't, do you think you should be earning more playing time because you're putting the time in and out there? I should be playing regardless. So the question is, if you're putting the time in, if you couldn't hear it, and others aren't. Meaning in practice? In, yes. Okay. Right? If you're on the field every day and other people aren't, do you think you should be earning more playing time because you're putting the time in? And right. So because you're on the practice field every day, shouldn't you be getting more snaps than those that aren't? And he said, I should be out there regardless. Yeah. And he says that uh, some of his teammates come up to him and say, what's going on? How about this? You weren't good last year. And maybe what you've done in practice is fine, but others have been better. Like, I love that. That's the one thing about the money. So, like we've had this conversation all season long since Nestor Cortez got out to a great start for the Yankees. 
Man, boy, if Nestor Cortez pitches like this, isn't he your number one come the post? Nope, can't. Nope, Garrett Cole's making $40 million or whatever he's making, 35 a ton. He's paid to be the number one. Yeah, but he hasn't pitched like it. So why why does the money always cloud the judgment to what might get the better performance in the big spot? It doesn't make sense. In Galladay's case, yeah, he's getting paid $18 million a year, but he's been not good. It's really not that hard. Yeah, and we see Brian Dable is uh, playing the guys who he thinks give them the best chance to win right. regardless and that was the, of your paycheck. And that was the point I was about to make is he doesn't care what the Giants paid him because he didn't pay him. He comes in as a first-year coach. All right, this is my team. I'm going to play the best guys. You, sir, are not that right now. So, sorry. I love that. You, sir, suck. No. And you know why, too, part of that is he doesn't have to go up and answer to Dave Gettleman. If Gettleman gave him this big contract, it's not like, hey, why is this guy not playing? I'm paying him. He's not playing. He's got Joe Shane up there. He doesn't have to to talk to uh, Gettleman about anything. But, like, what could he be doing Nothing. That's not getting him playing, Tom. I don't understand. Um, perhaps not making the catches in practice. Perhaps not running routes hard enough. Perhaps not getting open like he should. Uh, maybe he maybe he seems entitled with the contract. Maybe last year he did. I don't know. Here's what I know from last year. His stats were terrible. You can't. That is what it is. He should have said something like, oh, I got Daniel Jones throwing me the ball. What do you expect? Maybe, but it, that's <laughs> fine, but... I don't know. I'd have to go look at his stats, how many drops he had. Yeah. You know, if the, the, the film, here's what I do know. The film doesn't lie. If he's not getting open, you're not getting the ball. So maybe you got guys in practice that do get open. Or maybe the Giants defense, Jerry, is so good that in practice he can't get open. That's possible. How about that? I don't know. It's possible. How I don't know. I, I would have to watch the coach's film on uh, NFL Plus. Is that what it is? NFL yeah, Plus? NFL Plus. You're going to do coach's film? I am not. I said I would have study. to if I cared oh, all that much. To break I don't. It down. Like if you were doing their game this week, you would watch that, break it down, so you would have some Oh, knowledge. I would watch a lot. Yeah, I would watch. Yes. You would have some knowledge to spit at us. 100%. During the game. Correct. Now, I like to sometimes make fun of who gets to do the Jets games and Giants games on television. We normally get the, uh, you know, the lower rung crews. You don't get the top three crews usually. We don't get the top three crews. Just leave it there. And that lets you know where your team stands. Yeah. Well, the Jets with that very impressive win over the Browns, the comeback, Joe Flacco throwing four touchdowns. Uh, and the Jets have the Bengals this week, who, who are zero and two. Zero and two. So I took a look. See who has the game. It's a CBS game, Jerry. And look who we get. I saw Iron Eagle. That's awesome. That's a top dog right there. Yes, absolutely. Iron's the, arguably the best one out there. I really, I really believe that. It's Iron Eagle, Charles Davis. And the human Ken doll, Evan Washburn. <laughs> That's your favorite sideline <laughs> I reporter. love Evan Washburn. I know you do. That dude's hair does not move. I'll never forget when we were, I guess that was Miami. I think it was Miami. I forget where we were. But we walked by him. We after saw him the in show. Miami. Yeah, don't you remember? Kind the of. convention center, he was getting ready to do his stand-up. Yeah, yeah. And his hair was perfectly oh, in place. And you're like, perfect. that's not a wax figure. That's a real guy. Yeah. yeah I no. thought he looks like a wax figure on TV sometimes. But he's the guy. He's uh, that. So he's got the Jets Bengals. That's awesome. Looking that game's forward to in it. Uh, one o'clock at MetLife Stadium. That is correct. And there's no Jet Giant crossover this week because right. the Giants play Monday night against the Cowboys. Right. So you can actually settle in, Al. You can put the red zone away for a few hours. Go okay. to it at four o'clock, and you can watch because you've got Iron Eagle and your guy on the sideline. 
called Jets Bengals. Let's go down to Evan Washburn. His hair is perfect. <laughs> I guarantee you at some point, Ian has made reference to his his perfect look. Yes. He had to have. He's too much of a clown not to with that stuff. And that Charles Davis has hung around. He's bounced around. He's hung around. I'm just saying, that guy's been doing this a long time now. Yes, he has. A lot of these guys, but Daryl Johnston. Yes. You know how long he's been doing it on Fox now. Yeah. A lot of these, they're good jobs. You don't give up. Oh, hell no. Unless they fire you. Those are the best jobs because they're only like half the year jobs. You know what I mean? Oh, for uh, sure. But they are, those also there aren't jobs. I think a lot of people think they just fly in Sunday morning, do a game and go home. Like they, I would think for most of these network games, you fly into the city on Thursday night. You go to practice on Friday for the home team. Saturday, you probably meet with the road team coaches and a player. And then, you know, Sunday, you've got the game and then you fly out Monday morning. Like it's a longer, probably a four day work week, even though it's not really work. Now, how about this in baseball? Because sometimes I'll hear Gary Cohen say something like, before the game, I was talking with Pete Alonzo. Yeah. So he's milling around down in the locker oh, room talking about oh, sure. you going. Really? He's, he's got an all-access pass. He could be on the field for batting practice. Could be in the clubhouse. Absolutely. I like that because at this point, he could just roll in there and call the games. Yeah. Oh, God. Of but course. like those guys go down there, Keith Hernandez. The, I hear him say things sometimes. The cool thing about doing a, a, like I do basketball with Rutgers, as you know, with baseball. Once you do all your notes when you start the season, all you've got to really do is kind of update them every game because you've done the work. You just read the stories as you go. You don't have to keep, you know, football. It's like, my God, you're doing new charts all the time. I guess you're probably updating those numbers too. But for the most part, it's relatively easy just to, as you say, roll up and call a game. Yeah. No, I mean, I think all these guys have the ability to just roll up and call Absolutely, a game. Of course. So it's nice to see them putting in the extra effort. By the way, I saw players. I saw Kay Adams with Chris Collingsworth. So she's uh, she's got her show. I don't know where. What, what gambling site is she with? She's on FanDuel TV. That's what it is. So it's called Up and Adams. That's her show. I get it. And she had you get that. And she had uh, Collinsworth on. And the question at the end was, you know, what happened to the Collinsworth slide? Everybody's wondering. So he goes on to tell the story how when he first sat in the booth for the first game with Al Michaels, like he sits there, and the camera guy's like, "Get out of the way, <laughs> like move over because you're in the shot." He's like, "Well, I, aren't I supposed to be in this?" He goes, "Yes, but Al." likes to do his monologue first. That's how he's done it for two decades, three decades. He's like, okay, so what do you want me to do? Because they said you have to be, they put a, a tape line where his midpoint had to be. His midsection? Yes, right over his penile area, if you will. So that's where he had to sit for the perfect camera shot. So he's like, all right, so you want me to get up? No, don't get up. Just move over. He's like, well, if I move over, how am I going to know where the tape line is on live TV? He goes, so I just assumed I would do this. And he's showing how the whole thing began. It was because Al didn't want him in the shot for his monologue. So he figured he would wait, and then the camera guy would point to him, and he would just kind of slide himself up. It's actually pretty funny. Goofy how these things happen. So I always thought he was he's in the seat when he slides over. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess if there were times where he was standing up, the tape line would be on the ground, I oh, guess. Okay, but yeah, that would make sense. This is when they were sitting is the story he was telling. So pretty funny. All right, quick. By the way, real quick one on the um, – on the uh, the betting stuff, yeah. Did you see DraftKings? They're claiming that they lost seventy five million dollars in the first two weeks of the season because they had this promo that if at any point your team goes up by ten points, the team you pick goes up by ten points, you can immediately cash out. 
and they've lost $75 million on that promo, and they're thinking about, yeah, maybe we won't do this promo anymore. <laughs> Imagine the person who came up with that promo, they called them into the... Fired. Uh, <laughs> uh, that was a terrible idea, sir. <laughs> get out. <laughs> you, sir, get out. All right, quick break. 535, more is to do's, and then Boomer and Geo at 6 on a Thursday on The Fan. Yeah, give us a call. We'll get you. We got it's, uh, about 17 more minutes to go. Alan Jerry with you until the top of the hour. A little radio nowhere. I think Russo still opens his serious show with this. Really? Yes. All these years later, I think this is still his opening song, which is kind of funny and ironic all at the same time. A little goofy. Yeah, definitely. And it sounds like 8674309. Yeah, and he thinks it sounds like 8675309 by Tommy Chuton. Yeah, I mean... The beginning of it. The one thing I've noticed, so many songs sound like so... How many different rhythms can you have? There's only so many chords and so many strings on a guitar. Like, when, when we're here, hopefully still breathing in the year 2050. Well, how far how is that from different that? songs have been put out? Yeah, it's, it's too much. It's Yeah, it's difficult. It's too much, Jerry. We need to invent more instruments. Okay, why don't you get on that? <laughs> you have time. <laughs> start with a piece of wood and start whittling. <laughs> what time, Jerry? Anytime between noon and eight. So I uh, w- looked on Twitter before, and I, I like to glance over at what's trending, and I see Brett Favre is trending. What do you do now? I was like, all right, let me see why Brett Favre is trending. A lot of people taking ESPN to task and other media types for not covering the Brett Favre ripping off welfare money as much as they covered, say, uh, Michael Vick. Um, and other uh, Jamarcus Russell stealing crab legs. Yeah, I, I guess I don't know what you do with it though, other than destroy him for a day like we did. I mean, we did. I mean, Boomer and Geo killed him. I had it in the, in every hour story. Yeah. But I don't. How do you further it then? Just but keep I, talking about it. Yeah, but I guess that's the point with all of these things. Like some of these topics get beaten into the ground. Even Fueled when by what though? I don't know. Phone calls. Phone calls. Like when the Michael Vick thing happened, you are crossing over from football to a crime story to animal lovers, and everybody's got an opinion about it. Yeah. Not everybody has an opinion on what Brett Favre did. Well, or everybody has an opinion, and the opinion is he ripped off or that. welfare. So, so right. So how do you further? Like you back in the day, you could have had hosts battling with callers about – and I remember this. Well, you can't fault him. This is how he was brought up and, you know, raised in that part of the country. Peter already called from to be, you know. Who Peter. did? Peter King? No, Peter. The group that is the oh, oh, people that, against oh, the I'm ethical sorry. treatment of animals. The oh, Peter group. And then you would have, you know, animal lovers saying it doesn't matter. It's wrong. It's cruel. And so you would have debates going on. Like, there were different ways to view it. The Brett Favre thing, I think he's going to go to jail. I mean, I don't know. Right, it's pretty cut and clear. He like, used... how do you defend him? Yeah, I, okay. I, don't, I don't know that anyone would That's be. off the table. Yeah. Everybody buried him. Now we wait for him to go to jail, I would think. I don't know what else you would do. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't, yeah, there's not really a debate about it. I, I haven't heard a single person defending Brett Favre. No, because I don't think with those text messages, I don't know how you could defend him. Plus, he's got the penis pics. Right, he has a history. Yeah, and the guy who did the biography called him a creep. I mean, really, no one's come out and defended him. Now, actually, when he had the penis pics, that was covered extensively, quite in depth. Yeah, because it was 
an interesting story because of and that. salacious. So that was as what they meant. say. This is just. This is like salacious. Yeah, what do they call it? White collar crime. Yeah. Well, guess what? You're going to jail. Yeah. <laughs> I would think. I would hope. I would think. Can't rip off welfare funds. No, you Jay. cannot. Of course not. Now I read that uh, at first, uh, like two days ago, I read that the Tom Brady had really pushed hard for Cole Beasley to join the right. Buccaneers. Right. Yesterday, in hearing from Cole Beasley, he pretty much said he was wanting to get in touch with Tom Brady because he wanted to play for the Bucks and didn't have his number. So he was just hitting him up on his Instagram DMs. And he got through. And he got through. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Because that's the weird thing about Instagram. You can just reach out to anybody. I know. You tried Nikki Glazer for us and failed. Yeah, she did not respond. <laughs> but somebody like Tom Brady, you would think there's got to be, he's got to have so many messages in there. Like, how did he... Do you think he's running his account? No, you're right. Probably right. So and maybe someone's... the person looks through and looks for verified accounts. Absolutely. Right? So then they see, oh, Cole Beasley is trying to yeah. get in touch with you. Makes sense. It's a good way to lobby for a job because he's been out of the league now. Be- I mean, I guess it's that vaccine situation yeah. in Buffalo. Um, I think he can still play. I'd be surprised if he couldn't. So that might be a good fit for him. Yeah, and the Bucks have a lot of wide receiver issues right Out. Now. But a lot yeah. out injury, the Mike Evans suspension. So, like, they do have a need right now at that position. The minute Cole Beasley is eligible to play in a game, I'm taking, I'm betting him for a score. I don't blame you. First one. Have to be, right? And I would bet the first score of the first game. First score. That's tough, Jerry. Two bets. A touchdown in the game and first touchdown of the game. I could just see him on, like, an out pattern. Boom. Absolutely. Diving for balls. And he's one. He has no problem going over the middle yeah. and taking a lick in. He's good. I like when guys are smaller. Like, he's a small dude. Remind you of us? <laughs> it just means like, seems like there's a lot of big dudes on a football field. And to be able to survive as a small dude. Like Wayne Corbett. Like Wayne Corbett, Had exactly. A great career with the Jets. Yes. Not a huge guy. Not a big fella. Yep. Speaking of not a big fella, there's a uh, Eagles rookie. His name is Britton Covey. He's only 170 pounds. And he was denied access to the players a lot. So he had to park in the lot with the fans and pay $45. So this is a tough one. For one year, how much? 45 Yeah, 45 bucks. You feel bad mm-hmm. that he went through that. But you know what? The security security guard did his job. Yeah. You didn't Especially have to... if you don't know who he is. Who would know who he is? This isn't Jalen Hurts driving up. I forgot my pass home. Right. Sorry, sir. I don't recognize you. <laughs> he was just elevated to right. the active roster. Yeah. I, that's good job by the security pass. guard. Yeah, exactly. I think I wanted to get in the players' lot. I'd be get lost. And that would be like someone coming. All right, so we had the issue here last week or earlier this week where G lost his wallet. Now, he's here every day, just like Jalen Hurts is showing up in Philadelphia every day. I would think the security guard would say, Mr. Hurts, go right in, where I would have thought G would have been allowed to come right up. He wasn't. But it would be like if someone just showed up and said, hey, um, I'm a new employee of the fan. Can I go up? Yeah, I'm a punter. No, you, I don't know who you are. No, yeah. you can't. You are like, oh, I'm the punter for the Eagles. Okay. Right. How, How do you would know? I know that? Like, remember the other day in Dallas, we played the clip of that guy getting into the McCarthy press conference saying communism wins? <laughs> yes. Like, How do you know this guy's not going to go run rough shot in the Eagle locker room if you let him in? Yeah, how did that guy get in? I don't know. I've never been to the Frisco facility. I don't know. I would think I, he would need credentials. Back when I was covering the Bucks in the 90s, well, you, do. you didn't need credentials for anything. You just go to the Bucks press conference. I will tell you. Having gone to several Cowboy games now as a, well, one is a fan, two is a fan, 
and then I've done, I guess, four games there as a media member. They are so pleasant. I could see you sweet-talking your way in. Really? They're so nice. Like, when you go here to a Giant or a Jet game, everybody's mean. <laughs> to be quite honest. Credential? Uh, yes, I'm getting it. Relax. <laughs> like, you're not going anywhere. Then they inspect it, especially if they don't know you. In Texas, they couldn't be more friendly. Is that right? How you doing, sweetheart? I'm good. How are you? You got the pass? I'm like, yeah, I'm getting No, you're good. Go ahead. I'm like, okay, thanks. <laughs> so maybe that's what happened. I don't maybe. know. Not sure. But it's going to be much stricter, I, I would, bet. Yes, I would think so. You can't have that happening. No, you can't have that, Jerry. And uh, Justin Fields tried to clarify his post-game comments wherein he said that uh, the people who were criticizing him, right? This was the story of people who were criticizing him. Here was the clip. It, it hurts more in the locker room than the Bears fans. I mean, because at the end of the day, they're not putting in any work. Um, I see the guys in the locker room every day. I see how much work they put in. So so it hurts the players more than the fans, basically, because the players are putting in the work. Yeah, I got no problem with that. No, except it's not, it, it's not accurate, though. I can tell you, having been in NFL locker rooms, that's not accurate. What do you mean? That's a false statement. That the players the are fan, more upset. The fans take yeah. this worse than the players do. I've been in locker rooms after a bad loss, and guys are yucking it up. I'm not saying they don't care. That's not at all what I'm saying. It's a job. I mean, and that was, I would say, getting into this business in 1997, way back. Um, and the first time I started covering games and teams, whether it was the Nets, whether it was the Giants, the Jets, uh, whoever it was, it was eye-opening to me that guys weren't as upset as I would expect them to be after a loss. And then you realize, especially when you talk to the veterans, it's a job. Like, Yeah, they care. And, yes, they put the work in for sure. But at the end of the day, that's their job. Some days they're good at it. Some days not so much. They'll get over it. Just like they will leave that franchise for an extra dollar. That's they true. don't care as much as the fans do. Joe always said, you know, I'm here when you – he would do this with a coach. I've been here before you were hired. I'm here while you're hired, and I'm still going to be here when you're fired or when you quit. You'll be gone. I'll still be here. It's true. It that really is. is. That's so, a good way to look at it. I get what he's saying, but it's inaccurate. Yeah, so he walked those back, and he said, I respect every fan no, that we have. That's the right thing to say, but no, he doesn't. <laughs> right, that was a force. Of course. That was a force. But I think move. he was speaking, because I saw some of this, and I'll play some coming up at 6.30 or 7.30. He 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 seemed genuine Okay, when he was saying, you know, I, I need to cool it. He said flat out. Didn't even want to talk. I was so upset after the loss. Didn't even want to talk to you guys, but they told me I had to. That's honest. Mm-hmm. You know, so sometimes you say things you should. All right, quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap it up. Uh, Odyssey Sportsman, and I can't read what it is because Eddie was, uh, that's not, gra- no, no good. Uh, Amy Lawrence, Celtics coach, bleeped up. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. All right, a couple more minutes. The Yankees won big. No home runs for Judge. And uh, the Mets lost to Milwaukee. But the Braves also lost to no damage done. Yeah, Judge really disappointed us last night. <laughs> he did not disappoint you. Took you were at walk. the game. He what took you a care? walk, Jerry, in the, well, in the eighth inning. That's fine. It was the smart thing to do. Joey Votto did something uh, cool and fun uh, Joey Votto's a strange guy. Yeah, I like him. He's chippy, but he also seems very fan-friendly. Yeah, very fan-friendly. So he put on a... a uh, Barry Larkin jersey. I guess Barry Larkin does the games out there in uh, Cincinnati. And right. He sometimes joins them in the booth when he's injured. He'll just go up there and sure. uh, 
So he put on a Barry Larkin jersey and walked around the stadium to take pictures with fans. Now, did you see video of this? I saw photos. Photos. I'd love to know with the video how many people recognized him immediately. Because you're not expecting him up there. Especially in a jersey. But he's also a very large dude. So he should stand out. Yeah, he was saying he's got a dad uh, bod and that the the Barry Larkin jersey was I don't care for that phrase. Dad bod? No. That just means what? Like a belly? Mom's got bods. Dad's yeah, got bods. How about this? Adult bod. Right. We never say mom's bod because no. that would be. That would probably be insulting. Very insulting. But to call it. WFAN. WFAN FM. WFAN FM HD1. New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.